G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 146 of the Outback Mine podcast. Appreciate you joining in once again, episode 146. Now, mental health. Uh, we're going to be talking to a guy today that uh, has done some amazing things um, since basically facing his own challenges as an individual. Uh, ex-former AFL player Lance Piconi played for Adelaide, Hawthorne and uh, North Melbourne in the end. Um, had a reasonably good uh, career, played a few games there, pretty uh, tough hard player, um, but all along through his career, Lance was sort of struggling with anxiety and depression, and back in the early 2000s, uh, probably wasn't something which was, uh, you know, even uh, explored or talked about much, and he battled pretty hard, um, had some real major challenges uh, after he left the system uh, to try and reintegrate into society, and really, really struggled. Um, got to a stage where he almost took his life, uh, and he decided um, uh, in, uh, I think it was 2011 or 12, that he was going to walk from Melbourne to Adelaide to raise awareness uh, about mental wellbeing and mental health, uh, because it wasn't really something which was, uh, uh, you know, acknowledged uh, so much back then. So Lance sort of he certainly raised awareness um, with regards that he walked uh, to Sydney with his mum from Melbourne, or I should say Melbourne to Sydney, uh, with his mum. And, um, you know, from there, basically got back and he started what's called the Love Me, Love You Foundation, which is very well known now and, uh, and helped um, lots of people um, to be able to uh, gain awareness around mental health, but also to be able to get programs and um, add education out into the, uh, into the wider world, particularly in Victoria and beyond. So Lance has done some wonderful things with regards to, um, you know, getting this foundation up and running, had some great people along the way to help him, and uh, it's gone from strength to strength. So we're going to talk about, you know, his journey today, his journey into this foundation, what that's actually done, and, you know, his uh, passion to be able to try and improve uh, awareness around mental health and so forth um, in the current environment that we're in. It's so important. So I really hope you enjoy this chat. I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Just want to make special mention to uh, Green Nutritionals who support the podcast. So if you're lacking something in your diet, uh, they provide products which are sourced in the best places around the world, which are all organic and really um, potent for our physical and mental well-being. So I really encourage you to uh, check them out. Their products are available uh all around Australia, good health food stores, but also online. So please jump online and have a look, greennutritionals.com.au. Alrighty, appreciate your feedback with this one. Uh, please email me at support at outbackmind.com.au. G'day, mate. How are you? Schultzy, I'm going all right. Uh, just uh, living in this roller coaster, dodging COVID bullets. <laughs> and you can't complain, mate. Can't complain. Yourself? Oh, pretty good. The last time I saw you was probably about 2018, and you didn't have any hair then. Have you got any hair now? Uh, mate, I looked upside down, as my kids keep telling me. So <laughs> I, um, I grow the, the, the sort of facial hair. Yep. Um, that, uh, yeah, my, my, my boys keep telling me that I look upside down. So <laughs> yeah. um, definitely not growing, mate. It's... it's um, and I'm not getting anything stitched on. I'm not having any uh, no, no dead cats or anything jumping on yeah, top of my yeah. head or anything. So it's um, I'm going for the, I'm going for the uh, the aerodynamic look. That's it. That's it. It's better on the bike, and um, you know I, I agree, mate. You don't have to worry about any uh, any shampoo or any treatment there. So you've probably done the right thing. I, I've still got uh, a bit on my on my skull, so I'll keep it there as long as I can. <laughs> fighting the good, fighting the good fight, fighting the good fight, Schultz. That's it, mate. Now let's have a bit of a yak about stuff. Well, before otherwise we'll just talk rubbish um, for for most of the time. Here, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good at that. Right, so. <laughs> tell me, yeah. um, tell me a bit about about yourself with regards to, or tell the listeners a bit about yourself with regards to, you know, your own journey. I think you were uh, brought up in Melbourne and you went to one of the the, the public or the, sorry the private schools there. I think your old man was a fair soccer player in the day. Is that right? Was a fair soccer player. He'll tell you. He'll probably tell you that he is better than fair. Um, <laughs> he, uh, no, dad, dad was a soccer roo. Yeah, yeah. So played uh, played soccer roos for a, for a fair bit there. Um, very talented and uh, skillful. He was um, 
It's an interesting story how you how you look at your journey, right, and understand where you come from to what you want to be. And my my dad, um, you know, my story really starts. My dad, my dad, come out here. Uh, he was born in Romania, um, you know, and left there. You know, he and his family left there in the middle of all that war through that stage. Yeah, uh, through immigration camps, went through the whole thing and landed in Australia for, uh, four years later, right? So, um, you know, to go from those experiences of life to then what he was and, and still is, you know, and he's a socceroo and he's a superstar and he's a father of three and he's a hard, hard-ass worker and all these sorts of things. And, you know, you, you sort of look back on the experiences that they have uh, compared to what you do and, and go, okay, well, you know, there's the learnings that you can take from it. Mm. Uh, and moving forward, so mate, mate, you know, as I said, you know, for those that don't know, you know, like everyone, like you, Shorty, mate, got got a story to tell, right? Yes. So, and you know, I spoke, I spoke at a, a big uh, business function last week. Uh, you know, some heavy hitters in the room, doing all that sort of stuff, and to get up and tell the story, you know, and I said to them, I said, we've all got a story in here. Yeah. It's just, it's just understanding how willing we are. Or, or how, how acknowledged we will be, how we believe we will be, mm. um, in sharing that story. Yes. Um, you know, and through the foundation that I started up, uh, Love Me, Love You Foundation, that I founded nine years ago now, um, we've got a, got a really, really strong platform to be able to connect those stories and connect the ideas that, you know, we're all in this together. Mm. Um, no, matter, no matter how challenging or how little you may think, um, your challenges are that you know there, there is there is a there is a way forward mm. um yeah and, we, and we've spoken a few times Schultze, over the years about understanding what's a positive framework to understand that when she hits the fan what am i going to do about it mm. um and yeah my experience has come back right from my school days um you know primary schools you know a challenge High school was an even bigger challenge, fitting in, belonging, mm. being socially accepted, um, you know, going through all that sort of process. And then, and then finding footy. Man, I, I found footy when I was like 11 and I loved it and it was everything that I needed it to be. Um, and just playing team sports and that was my thing and being able to sort of hit, hit people and, co- and make contact with people. Mm. Um, which was, you know, that was what I needed at the time and uh, I still need, right? But I still can't play. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, working through my anxiety challenges through high school, obviously then into my AFL career, um, alcohol and uh, depression were hand in hand uh, for me in my early t- early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the drugs hit. Mm-hmm. You know, we, um, the deep dark, it's a dark, and it's a dark world, man. Alcohol, drugs, it's a, it's a really, really dark world that uh, a lot of people don't make it out of. So, yeah. um, you know, I count my lucky stars uh, every day that um, I, I'm in a position to be able to tell the story, and, you know, to you, to everybody else and mm-hmm. um, all the people around that want to listen mm-hmm. um, that I've got a position to move forward in. So, um, yeah, it's been... It's been a little bit about it. Um, obviously, a lot more comes out when you talk about certain things, but yeah. Tell me, um, like coming through as a teenager, um, yeah, you you wouldn't have not known much about like anxiety, and I know with myself, like I was I was it was like you were um, you had a sense of urgency primarily. You always had to get things done quick, and you know, be the first to do this and the first to do that, and um, you know, impatience and all those sorts of things, which probably go in hand in hand <laughs> with. Um, uh, you know, with with being just a young fellow, but but yeah, like when when you think about it, uh, yeah, my my mind was always really busy uh, consistently, and if I wasn't worrying about the future, I was worrying about the past, you know, and um, where yeah. I where I fitted into life, and you know, life wasn't really taking me on um, a journey where my heart uh, wanted to be. I don't reckon. Like, I, I think um, yeah. I was really connected uh, up until high school. And then when I got to high school, it was like going to war every day, you know. And then you've got to be on, don't you, to protect yourself and uh, yeah. and move through life, um, you know, the best you possibly can. And then you sort of get spat out into uh, into adult world. Yeah, well, and, and for you, that was yeah. that, that was being a performer. Mate, yeah. I'll take you back on that one, Shorty, because, yeah. mate, it's a really interesting sort of stage of life through high school. Um 
where everything you you are nothing but you are everything mm. right mm. so in terms of the reality of the world you 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 are so minute in, in terms of the impact that you're going to have on this world but you're yeah. you, you actually think that you are everything mm. you need to you need to be everything Mm. Um, you know, and, and you know, hormones, man, like hormones, social connection, fitting in, trying to be the king, trying to be the queen, trying to be everything, right? Mm. Or actually just going on, I just want to be someone. Mm. Um, you know, that's, that's a big fight that everyone's, that everyone's sort of going through. And no matter if, instead of you're, if you're the, the uh, king jock at school or the, the kids are getting bullied every day. Mm. It, everyone just wants to be able to fit in, understand how they're working it through. Um, and in the, in the scope of life that we talk about, made it, that that high school stage is is just an absolute blip on the radar. Yes. And um, but the in terms of its journey, but how we go about certain things in that in that stage of life sets us up for the rest of our life, right? Mm. So there's so much importance need to be put on there about understanding self-care understanding social connection understanding the identity process of who i am who i want to be how am i going to go be how am i going to go be that person mm. um and who am i going to go be that person with mm. um you know it, it's a it's a challenging journey for a lot of people but you know some a lot of people do it well at the same mm. time right? mm. they work it, they work the shit out and, and they're processing it through and they've got their goals but then they get to 40, 45, and they go, shit, man, this is not the world I want to live in. Mm, no, that's <laughs> right? right, yes. Yeah, so, interesting. Which, which has all been there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Like, like you, you sort of uh, obviously were a good footballer, and then you thought possibly, yeah, you, you made it because you got drafted and you're in the system, but that was probably just mm. the start of the journey because you were really, you were really having to perform every week, and, and someone that was, was quite anxious, you know, that... That could be a good thing, but also it could be a pretty bad thing. Yeah, I think it's, it's a combination of things, mate. Like, I got drafted to Adelaide. Um, so I played Adelaide Crows my first two years in the system yeah. um, and played first four games, you know, my first four games and my only four games at Adelaide I played in the first six rounds mm. of my first year there. So mm. everything was travelling nicely. It was all happening and then, bang, man, into an absolute brick wall. Mm. Um, and I've just... From my from my junior career, without being a without standing like a goose, I, was, I I didn't really have much challenge in my junior career. I, I, you know, I was you know I was making state squads, I was making all the squads, I was performing, I was winning awards, I was captain of everything. Didn't have much of that ability. We talk about you talk about resilience before, right? mm. so it's about developing through sport resilience or footy resilience. Mm. So. And, and then my, you know, shit hit the fan, uh, and that brick, and I ran into that brick wall um, in say May uh, of my first season in the AFL system, and I, and I just didn't know how to get out of it. Mm. Um, the support structures are around it weren't there at the time. You know, this is 1998. So this is a long time ago. Mm. Um, the support structures weren't around it, and you had to keep up. You're keeping up with the Joneses. You're doing all that sort of stuff. You're trying to be this. You're trying to be that. And you just, you couldn't say anything. You mm. couldn't say you were struggling. It would have been, you know, you would have been kicked out the door straight away, right? Yeah. So, and just not understanding it. You know, you, you talk about mental health challenges and, and the resources and the, and the awareness around it. Mate, even in the last two years, we've come so far. You know, yeah. to, to think what was happening 25 years ago mm. uh, in this in this space, you would have been good luck to have heard it, heard it once a year, mm. you know, the word, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, there's lots of different challenges. The AFL system's a tricky one. Um, some cope with it really well, some don't cope with it really well, and it's not to say about mental health challenges. It's not to say the fact of peer pressure and expectations, all sort of stuff. Yeah, we understand the game, we understand the business that people are getting into, mm. um, and yeah, and it's the ones that adapt to it best, you know, to survive and thrive. So, yeah, but um, uh, no, from there is through no fault of their own, Shilfi. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah but it's just it's just the system. Mm. It's how it works. Yeah, it's it mate. It's it's really interesting to hear you say that, and um, yeah, you, you're right. Like I, I've had, there's been quite a few guys on this that have been playing in yeah. the, in the 80s and 70s and so forth, and you know just what they actually went through back then um, yeah. to be able to sort of you know be successful and some of the things that were happening in the undercurrent for them that they were just too shit scared to talk about, and um, yeah. you know moving through by uh, by just you know putting putting their um, 
their life on the line every week as far as throwing their, their, their bodies at the ball and just trying to be the best that they could possibly be. But, um, you know, those guys, when they come out of the system, they, they, they really sort of, um, you know, struggled because they had no direction or purpose or, or anything like that, you know. So so the generation you've sort of gone through, um, you, know, you know, there's been young fellas come on this that have only just recently come out of the system and they've... Um, They've struggled, you know, because they haven't probably had the, the, the guidance that they need. So it's a, it's a really interesting one, mate. And, um, you know, I, I, I look at the workplace in general, like most workplaces, and, you know, I had some redundancies and that too. And uh, you, you just basically get, you just get, you know, see you later. And um, it's not a great way to treat another human, particularly if you've been, you know, such a, you put such a, a big part of your life into an organisation, I suppose, too. Yeah, and it is, right? And we're talking about an issue that we have in society. Um, but and, and I keep saying it, and without standing cold hard around it, the fact that it happens all the time. And uh, we're not going to live in a world that there's not gonna, that you're going to be in something forever, right? Mm. So whether it's your own choice of, of not being there or whether that's your employee or, your, or the club's choice, um, the fact that they made that decision to move you on, yeah? Like, give me a big example. Uh, you talk about Sam, Sam Mitchell as a player, mm. right? <laughs> At Hawthorne. Sam, Sam Mitchell, yeah, he won Brownlow, he won premierships, he'd done all that sort of stuff. And then it got to sort of a space out there like, man, I don't think it's uh, a <laughs> thing with the club for you. <laughs> you know? mm. So, but, but now he's now he's come back to a position, now he's coaching the club. So mm. uh, it's forever evolving. Like, you know, the things that you put yourself into position to, to play a professional sport or a pl- be in a particular industry, you work your bum off to understand, to get those goals and achieve what you need to do. And then you're like, oh, this is not quite working the way I wanted it to. Mm, <laughs> um, yes, or, yeah. or it's worked out more better than you thought. So... Um, and I think, it's, yeah, you do a lot of, you know, obviously big part of your world now, Schultz, is obviously the yoga, the meditation, you know, the mindfulness space. Mm. We talk about if you thought that was going to be your world 10 years ago, mm. you would have said no way. Yeah. You, you talk about it now and you think this should have been my life forever. Yeah. But, yeah. You, but if you had done this 20 years ago, Schultz, you probably be in a different. You probably might be in a different position right now. Yes. To, to where you want, who you want to be with, where you're going to go. You might have gone, okay, I'm done with this industry, and I need to move on and achieve other things. So mm, that's right. It's a um, yeah. Uh, it's just, continually evolving. That's that's the thing, mate. And um, uh, yeah, you, you're right. Um, we can get sort of stuck uh, and sort of settled in something, but I reckon if we continually look to explore and grow. Um, you know that that's important. You know, I'll give you an example. Like for my own well-being, over the last couple of years has been really challenging because I haven't been able to be around the people that I like to be around as far as learning and developments concerned and all that. And, and I don't really like looking at a screen, learning online. You know, so so. Uh, it's been, You're the only one, mate. Yeah, yeah, I just find it ter- yeah. terrible and false. So, so I've been able to nourish my own self to be around, you know, people to, to develop my own capacity and skills. So it's been tricky, yeah. you know, but, but yeah, like I, I want to continually evolve and learn and develop myself. So, you know, in, in 10 years, I mightn't be doing what I'm doing now, but at least I've left the, the, the previous decade probably better, you know, I guess at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head there around what's happened in the last two years. Uh, you know, the fatigue and the disconnection that uh, a lot of people have um, have got from you know too many Zoom or too many online courses, FaceTime, all that sort of stuff. Mm. You know, we our mental health was like, uh, for my belief, our mental health is measured between the energy between people. Mm. That's where our mental health is measured, and the more we can keep, you know, we talk about feeding the wolf, you know, through connection and happiness and joy and and mindfulness and all these you know, positive experiences. We can feed that wolf; we're going to be much better off. But you know, what's happened in the last couple of years about this disconnection, this big time disconnection about not being around people, not being allowed to be around people, or not even seeing someone's face when you are around them because you've got a mask on. Yeah. Um, is the fact that you're feeding that you're feeding the bad energy wolf, um, and you know, and a lot of people that that wolf's bitten them on the ass. Um, you know, so you know, there's a trying to work back into it, but we've got to understand also now that moving into 2022, 
do we go back to what we were doing in 2019? Yes. I, I don't think I don't think so, mate. I, I don't think it is the way. I, I understand that uh, everyone needs connection, and I and I'm you know for us, a biggest advocate of human connection like everybody else. Mm. But you know, there's this hybrid way of living now. Um, you know, there's people's choices that they've got about who they live with and where they're living, as opposed to having to live, um, you know, seven k's from the city to go to work. Mm. You know, there's this different world that we're all living in now, and I think those people that can the same thing we talked about, adapt, um, adapt and evolve with this new hybrid way of living. Um, I think we're going to be better off. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well said, mate. That that's true. Absolutely right. And. Um, yeah, look, my, my, my environment's changed. I'm not living in the environment that I once was, and I just have to adapt to what I've got. But primarily, you know, I just look at it every day and say, okay, what, what do you got for me today? And you just adapt uh, to, to, to that and actually what's going on. But Lance, I always sort of say, like, the, like nature is, is, is providing everything for us, right? It's just this stuff that's getting in the, in the road. Um, yeah. we, we, we have the sun coming up and going down like it always has. That's not going to change, you know. So we've got these special gifts that we don't actually expose ourselves to that often. And uh, I, I just think that um, if you can stay grounded and you can start to do things which, which give you that self-connection on a daily basis, so I think that will help you get through, you know, most adversity and most challenges and that. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to a point, mate, I, I think there's different levels of grounding and understanding how different people ground themselves through those positions mm. and those experiences. Um, yeah, like, I feel grounded through exercise. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. It's, like, my wife's just, like, mate, I get up at 4.30 in the morning, 4, 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning, go to the gym, I meditate before I do my workout, or I ride my bike, I do my weights, I do my saunas, all that sort of stuff. Yep. And, and, I, and I constantly be asked, right, is about, why did you get up so early to do that? And, I, and I'm like, that's my space. Yes. That's 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 my time, you know. So that this is what actually, if you had to deal with everything that I deal with throughout my work day, you know, you know, being a father, you know, I've got two beautiful, amazing boys, but you know, they're a challenge of being a parent, being a husband, you've got financial pressures, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else has said at the start, it's got a story to tell. Yes. It's understanding what your grounding experience is that allows you to actually challenge yourself through those experiences. Mm. So I can I can deal with my shit better knowing that I've been to the gym and I've consistently approached it in that way as opposed to, uh, I might just do this. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, my, my head is constantly going a million miles an hour. Mm. Um, but for me, going going fast actually feels like me going slow so the faster i go the slower i feel yes which for me which for me works mm. um for other people it's you, like that doesn't you can't understand that um mm. but just you know really slowing down um i can get quite quite edgy right and i get quite edgy and then the more i slow down and my process and all that sort of stuff the the more edgy i get in my head yes so I think it's understanding what works for you and how you do that experience. You know, as you said, getting out in nature, 100%. Mm. But understanding the balance of it, I think that's the component that people miss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely well said, mate. And um, certainly that those ambrosial hours between sort of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. are very unique. Um, you know, uh, you, yeah. you and I know what it's like when you go out and you've got the world to yourself. Pretty much it's amazing, but... Um, um, but yeah, it takes a bit of discipline to get to that stage uh, too. But 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 really, I'm I'm like you in many ways. Like you know, you wake up and your cortisol's quite quite high, possibly. So so yeah. to be able to move the body quickly is is really good for me as an individual. You know, but but everyone is different. You know, we are we are very unique and we are different in many ways. So what what one person's doing may not suit another, and. Um, uh, you know, I just think we become real critical, uh, you know, quite quickly to um, to judge someone if we're not doing they're not doing what we're we're doing. But whatever's working for them and keeping them balanced, I think, is really really important. Mate, judgment. Uh, I thought you were swearing at me, mate, with that word because mm. I absolutely hate it. Yes. Um, yeah. The, the the people's entitlement to to judge one's uh, experiences or positions or what they're going through, mm. um, it, it drives me up the wall. It, yeah. um, 
like even like self judgment is our is our is our biggest impact, right? Yeah, but the judgment you get from others because you just like I I want to I want to connect with you. I want to be around you. I want to be with you. But your judgment is absolutely burning holes through my skin. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and people just can't let that go. Like, don't judge me for what I do and how I go about it. If I want to do that, that's my experience. If my experience impacts you in a negative way, then you know, something needs to be said. Mm. You know, and that's how we need to be able to work our way through it. But if my, if my experiences and how I go about it, me waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, don't pass judgment on me because you think I should be sleeping until 7 o'clock. Yes, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's like I, I had this experience. Like I, I say to myself when I do wake up at that time in the morning, I say I, I'll sweat you sleep. Yes. But that's what works for me. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, you know, like I'd love to stay in bed till seven, seven thirty, or whatever it is, and get ten hours, eleven hours of sleep. Mm. But functionally, that doesn't work for me. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, and, and for some others, need that. Some others would rather train at night. Some others don't. You know, train for two hours, <laughs> physical, mm. do physical work for two hours sort of thing. Mm. Some actually have to get up at five, four o'clock in the morning to go to work. Mm. <laughs> so find what works for you and, 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 you know, evolve with it. That's what I keep telling people. Yeah, that, that's true, mate. And, um, you, you know, my, my own journey has, has evolved over the last, you know, 12 yeah. years with regards to morning routine. Um, yeah. and I've just had to adapt to what to what I have in my environment. But the, the the foundation is to have the meditation time where you can help your mind settle. And then I find if you can do that, then the exercise on the other side is is pretty profound because you're more in the zone and you're more engaged, um, yep. and your body works better and you're probably more aware of your body. But you know, some days I'll get up and I'll move first, then I'll meditate. So it just depends on what's happening on the day and how you've slept and. All those sorts of things too, but um, yeah, I just think for anyone sure. listening to this is uh, you know just just make time to 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 invest in your well being. You know that that's really what you're doing. Uh, you you you're, you're putting time into your well being. You know, and that can be one uh, percent of your day, ten percent of your days. You know, two hours. You know, so if you can allow two yeah. hours to, to get yourself grounded, great. But if it's only you know ten minutes, uh, that that's that's enough, and you can build it up. I think that's that's really key. You know, Lance, in, in Eastern cultures, they, they always talk about sadhana. So that's that time in the morning to, to get yourself, um, you know, back to your heart again, I guess. And, um, yep. um, you know, it's something that we're sort of not really uh, familiar with out here. Yeah, it's, it's finding peace in what you, you, you're good with, right? So I, I talk a lot about... Um, you know, about uh, awareness. I mean, you know, talk about Eastern cultures, Western cultures, everyone's got different interpretations, everyone's got different beliefs, um, and you take learnings from um, different people and different cultures, whichever way you want, mm. right? Yeah. So, you know, I talk about uh, awareness, and I think this is what I bring it back to, and, I, and about, you know, obviously through our emotional or our physical responses uh, from those experiences, but and I bring it back to this J, J word, the judgment mm, word. Yeah. And I talk about awareness, awareness is, is being at peace with yourself without judgment. Mm. Like I just, that's where like that's where we've got to find our work and the investment that it takes to do that um, is is hope. You know, there's all these self help books and everyone's an expert now because they've got an Instagram profile and they're providing yeah. advice and information and all sort of stuff as we know. Um, but it's about how to understand. What is it that I'm that is me? Like, what's my strategy? How do I work this? How do, what time do I need to do this? How do I evolve with that time? If I don't do it the right way this time, is it that I've done it wrong, or is it just I need to understand how I do it better? Um, you know, the more mindful we can be, you know, so you do a lot of meditation work, uh, Schulte, and, and I don't know how long you do that for. And, and I said everyone's different in how that works mm, as well, right? Mm, mm. So. Um, and for a lot of people, you know, there's, there is becoming this big sort of uh, misunderstanding around actual meditation, uh, breath work, and, and mindfulness training, mm. right? So, uh, there's, you know, the, 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 the principles are around the same, yeah? Yep. But the practice, the practice of all of those three different things have different effects on one's mental health or one's well-being, mm. right? Mm. So... 
but the practice of it and changing the discipline is the same, but it's not actually the working. So, you know, it, but finding what works for you. I, lo- I love breath work. Am I any good at it? Who knows? <laughs> right? Like, I, I, could be, I could be better. Am I good at meditating? Man, I could, I could drop into a sense, um, sense of stillness like that. Mm. Um, my, mindfulness is my, is my, my working. Like, I'm constantly evolving with that process. Mm. So, but, you know, I do my mindfulness training, or you want to call it my, I get into my deep meditative states in a way that's different to not just sitting, uh, sitting around and, and finding my space. I do it while I'm on the bike. Yes. Like, I, fi- I find my zone and how I work it through. And, and I said, everybody's different. Mm. I, I find that works for me. Yeah. Um, but understanding what, what works for you and allowing yourself, and I've said that, that piece before about um, being at peace without judgment, being at peace with your own decisions, being at peace with how you how you attack it, how you plan it, how you work it, be at, be at peace with your, your decisions, right? Mm. Um, and, you can, and you can understand that being at, at peace with those decisions as opposed to providing self-judgment <laughs> or... Um, or self uh, analyzing yourself to a point where you're actually harming um, harming your process or your identity, mm. then we're, we're hopefully we'll be better off. Yeah, is it yeah. going to work forever? Is it going to work forever, though, Shorty? You well, know, as I said before, well, like your meditation, the yoga, the is that going to be the world forever, or do you need to understand how much time you can put that into that because you want to actually try something else that's actually going to blend into it even better? That, that's, that's, that's a good point. And certainly for me uh, as an individual, like that, that is a, a platform that, that, that I, I enjoy uh, to be able to, to tune in, you know. Uh, but I know, I've noticed like by, by listening to you, like with regards to exercise, you're, you're getting engaged with your breathing, like your, your breath's actually working for you through your physical body. So you're not forcing it like you're doing breath work, you know. So it's yeah, not, not, yeah. A, not a chore. You're actually like moving the body the the, the, the body's working for you rather than against you and if you yep. can uh, tune in with your breath then your mind settles down and you know you've got to go fast to go slower and that's a really good way of looking at it because um, yeah I'm like that too you know I find if I if I push my body then the mind settles and all of a sudden you're, you're back in tune again and uh, and that can really help us but but mate I, you know you've got to look at your upbringing too and, and what might have happened to you as a young boy or whatever which might have made you anxious and all those sorts of things and there's lots of things that happened in my life like I was in Alfred Hospital at three and I got a brain tumor pulled out of my head and you know all this sort of stuff so um uh you know I was probably anxious from that moment sort of thing you know so so for me as an individual um to move the body um you know to get that anxiety shifted um that that's important um you know but yeah I just think it will evolve you know into this decade and beyond yeah, yeah, and we all know, right? And we understand uh, general exercise, intensing, intense exercise, whatever it might be. We we know the positive benefits that it can have on people, mm. right? and just general movement. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, one sort of someone tell me uh, you're not a rock. Right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you to move. Your, your body needs to move. So, and, and I know one of my coaches back in in the footy days, and I still remember him telling me. He goes, "Energy creates energy. Mm. So your movement creates movement." And I use that when we talk about uh, when we talk about mental health talks and mental health support and and having conversations with people. Is that movement creates movement? So by getting actually body moving, it actually creates stimuli stimuli in your brain. Yes. and your heart to go okay well actually i'm getting out all right so to have these types of conversations uh for a lot of people it's about you know getting your body move, getting the body moving because it creates blood flows which actually creates energy to your to your voice to your lungs to your brain mm. and goes okay i can talk here I, I, and i'm not feeling like i'm not feeling uh isolated i'm not feeling pressured into anything but i'm just here Mm. Um, yeah, and, you know, we, I do walking. I walk a lot. Um, Shorty is a pro, is, you know, on top of my sort of intense workouts and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, uh, and I love the feeling of walking. And I love mm. the feeling of just walking and being and doing and, you know, whether it be uh, headphones in with some music, listen to a, listening to your podcast, mate, or um, you know, whatever it might be. So, mm. um, but you know, the the part of of growing up in that. 
as you said, for a lot of people, haven't grown up with that. Yes. So their, their, their connection into exercise and the relationship that that has with health in terms of mental health or physical health or uh, whatever we're, whatever space we're looking in, um, it's just not, not really connected because they just haven't been a part of it. Yes. Which is not the worst thing in the world. There's no. always a way to move forward. There's always an understanding that we need to have. That, that, that's, yeah, absolutely well said again. And um, um, you, you're right, like, we, we, we've become really denatured, haven't we? Like, sitting in a room with a yeah. aircon on us. And, mate, if I want a reminder, I'm just going to look outside and I just see what every, every other creature on the planet is doing. They're just doing their thing, you know. We're, we're not doing our thing. So, you know, I, I think as humans, we, 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 we need to, to move, as you said, and then that helps... Um, you know, mental coherence and stability and gets blood flow between both hemispheres and then your mental well-being's better and then your physical body works better and, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, movement is, is, is very important for me as an individual and I guess it is for most people too. We, we, we're not meant to be rocks, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And what do they say, something about 28 minutes of exercise or something uh, it increases the brain health um, for 12 hours? Yeah, you know, so really, yeah, uh, so something like that. It's um, which when you think about it, like twenty eight minutes, people, people's what's our what's our biggest excuse in life uh, for not doing anything, Schulte? Mm-hmm. What's our biggest excuse? People keep saying, uh, don't have enough, have, don't have time, don't have time. Mm. Yeah, so t- twenty four hours in a day. Mm. <laughs> how much sleep do you, how much sleep do you need to function and do and be? Yes, yeah. How much how much like I'm serious. I'm asking how much how much sleep. Does one need as an adult to function throughout their day? Four to six hours. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. preferably about around six hours. Yep. You can function and do and be over four. You can function a whole lot better at six. Mm. You start getting eight hours and consistently. That's that's you know it might be pushing it too too much. You know what I mean? Because you sort of sort of that's a third of your day. Right? Mm. So um, you get ten hours. I guarantee you, you consistently sleep 10 hours uh, for a long period of time, you will feel a lot worse than you do mm. if you only get four hours consistently. Yes, yeah, Because yeah. your body just, your body's just like, I need my sleep, I need my REM sleep. You know, I'm getting too much of this shit. I, I, I feel actually sluggish. Mm. I feel slow um, because I'm not actually able. It's not the fact that I'm sleeping too much. It's the fact that I can't get exercising. Yes, <laughs> I'm yes. not moving my body. Because I get there, I have a rushed breakfast, I get to my workplace, I'm freaking out on the computer all day, and then I get to the end of the day and I start reaching for comfort food, mm. and I start eating crap, I, eat, I go from a can of Coke, I do all these sorts of things, and then go, bang, oh man, it's nine o'clock, I can't go for a walk. Yes, that's <laughs> right. I mean? And then uh, I, can't, I can't sleep and then I wake up lethargic. Um, yeah, you know. yeah. But really... It goes on again. Oh. Is that a motorbike I can hear in the background? Yeah, mate, sorry, <laughs> I'm, sitting, I'm sitting outside, it's uh, not me, I'm not doing a podcast sitting on a motorbike, yeah. but, but, mate, I'm just sitting out in the yard today, embracing the, uh, embracing the beautiful day it is uh, here in work. Melbourne, um, and this is the thing that we talked about before, right, the, the balance that is life, working from home is one of the, is this, one of the things that I've really, really enjoyed. Mm. Um, be, be able to sit in my backyard, be able to function and do things with my kids um, when when they are home, um, you know, to have contact with my wife, to be able to eat, have a proper nutrition plan that I'm working, you know, work through all day as opposed to getting all the takeaways and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, you know, for me, this this has been really good, but, you know, I look, I look forward to going back into person, um, you know, one or two days a week, that's yeah. for sure. You, you're you're pretty a bit like me. You like to have structure. Having that structure is uh, pretty pretty important, oh, I guess. Yeah. Routines, routines, routine is everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that's not just about uh, routine in, in how you approach something. Um, routine throughout your day, like how's it? I'm sleeping. What am I doing before I go to sleep? How do I disconnect before I reconnect? Mm. How do I how do I work my my plan throughout my day? But then allowing myself to say, okay, I'm just evolving with this. I like, oh, this is, this has got some nice flow. Let's just uh, let's just keep rocking with this, yeah. because mate, like things come up, right? There's always an excuse to not do something. Um, and, uh, and we've been trying to organise this for how long, Schulte? This uh, this little chat, three three years, you reckon? Probably, um, I'll be be a good year. 
yeah. Yeah, 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 mate. It feel, but it feels like three. Like this yeah. this year, it's only about two months in. It feels like twelve months. Mm. It's um, but you know, things. There's always something that comes up, right? And, and as much as you you put the the right plans in place and, and book times and all those sorts of things, things happen. Mm. But it's allowing ourselves to understand the flow of it, how we evolve with it, and how we action it moving forward again. Yes. Yeah. Well, when something comes up for you, you don't say, fuck it, shit, you know, you say, oh, okay, well, I'll just deal with that now and then I'll, uh, I'll move on, you know. And Back in the old days, yeah. I, I'd just be reactive rather than being proactive. And I guess um, having a mindset of embracing something when it comes your way is, is really important. Yeah. Yeah, but we are, we are reactive, right? That's, that's how our body and our minds work. Mm. Um, we are reactive systems, but we know um, we, we know we're better off and in much better positions when we're more proactive in our approach and how we go about it. Mm. But our, our human mind works in the fact that when something comes up in the instant, <laughs> um, that you've got to you've got to stay focused and see see what you can do with it. Mm. Um, but, you know, we talk about approach with our mental health, Shunti, is that the, the systems, I believe, and I'm not too sure what you believe around the actual mental health system in, you know, going on in Australia mm. uh, and findings from the Royal Commission, sorry, mm. um, <laughs> is everyone's still reactive. Yes. You know, there's millions and billions of funding that's going to go into the resources of actually just supplying more, um, more services that is for the people that have been challenged from it, 100% that's needed. Mm. But there's nothing around more proactive approaches in community. Yes. Yeah? Nothing about it. And, and I have all these talks, you know, I talk to the government, and I talk to the departments of health and all sorts of stuff, talk about it on a regular basis, and I just keep saying, what is it we're doing before she hits the fan? Mm, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't do much about it. Oh, we can do some schools programs. I was like, yeah, that's cool, but what else? <laughs> well, what, what, what else is what else is there? You know, and I think that's about you know instilling type of conversations that like we're having right now is about understanding of, of what's the framework that we need to to adapt to our lives and and you know once once you know one size uh, shoe doesn't fit all, right? So it's um it's being able to have those more opportunities of what what movement looks like in our system. How do people use creative exercise or creative um, creative arts, even you know, and a whole range of different things for you know more proactive and preventive preventative approaches um, to our mental health challenges. So, mm. mate, we've got a long way to go in this system, um, but it's uh, you know, we're, we're, as I said before, we're a lot better off now than we were 25 years ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, but but no, mate. Um, look, at the end of the day, you know, unhealthy people are, are good for the economy, aren't they? And um, the economy well. is driving <laughs> dri- driving shit. You know, if you can get people on pills rather than help them um, uh, be proactive, then that's probably a better stimulation for the economical side of things. But it's really the wrong approach by by a long way. We've had this old way of thinking; it's been stuck for a long period of time. That um, yeah. that, that needs to shift. You know, and the the, the, the the current model and the current educational platforms don't work, you know, we're, we're, we've got to do what we can. You and I to be able to help people, you know, start to shift the way that they actually look after themselves and, and that way their community, um, you know, benefits, people around them benefit and, and, and why they go. But, you know, you, you had to do the work as an individual and I've had to do the work as an individual and yeah. unless you're prepared to actually, like, say enough of this bullshit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to... You know, do something to, to make myself better here. Then all of a sudden, you know, you you start yeah. to empower yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent on the mark there. Yeah, so the fact that it is work. Mm. It takes work. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I had a, had a deep conversation with someone one day, and he was telling me it goes. People forget that you you are you are your biggest asset. So you're a business. Your your body, your mind, your everything it is is, is a business. So there's processes, there's functions, there's a product. So, but people forget to invest in their biggest asset. Mm. So the work that it takes to be you is hard, right? But mm. you're actually consistently putting your practices in play and evolving with those practices and those processes. Your product becomes better, you know. Um, 
Yeah, but we live in a world now um, that if I can't get something now, <laughs> mm. if, I, if I'm thinking it and I, I can't get it with my click of my fingers, that becomes too much hard work. Yes. And so they don't like whatever. So, and that's what we talk about with the, the reactive system around the mental health is that it's a lot easier to take a pill to fix something mm. that's not actually going to fix it, but I, my, my mind's telling me that it is, mm. so I'll keep going down that track until I've, you know, I've had enough of it. Mm. Um, but, you know, even when you go about Panadol, right? So if someone's got a headache, is it the actual Panadol that takes away the headache or is it the glass of water that um, that person has with their Panadol <laughs> yeah. due to the fact that probably the person's probably dehydrated to a point, just to a level, then they've got a headache. Yes. So, and you bring it back to your conversation before, uh, Shorty, about nature mm. and understanding what we're putting into our system, what, what you know, from a, from a nutritional point of view, what we're putting into our systems from a, from a nature point of view. You know, there's um, no better medicine than a bit of sun, right? So, mm. it's... Um, but, but mate, um, what, what's, uh, you know, what we don't understand, you and I weren't educated around this and, and most people aren't in Western society, is we don't know how to listen to our body, you know, what, what our body's telling us. A lot of us are going to bed with a belly full of food that our body's trying to deal with when, when we go to bed uh, and then we're, we're, we're waking up in the morning feeling like shit and then we're looking for stimulation to try and balance that out again, you know, so, um, yeah. so that's yeah. just a... Have you got a camera in my house, mate? You've been, uh, you've been watching me before I go to bed. <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, mate, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's a comfort thing. That's a lack of understanding thing. Mm. There's, there's a whole sort of series of, of thoughts and, and ways that people do that. Mm. Um, but, you know, what's that definition of insanity? You, you keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, right? Yes. So, yes. Um, you know, you change up your things, evolve with your systems, and what's the more holistic approach to how I'm going about it? Am I not getting a good sleep because I've had that food or is it because mm. I'm dis- not disconnected from my day? Am I constantly worrying about what I'm doing through, you know, from what my day was to what my day is going to mm. be? Because I don't know what tomorrow is. Yes. Who knows, right? Yes. Um, and, you know, like you talk about your experiences before, is that, your anxieties around this, the overwhelming concerns of worry about what life was and what life will be. Mm. If you if you if you sit in that, if you sit in that process for a period of time, that takes over your ability to even be in your moment. Right. Mm. So, because you, the the thoughts you can't change what's happened in the past. You can't change what's happening in the future because you're not there yet. Mm. So. Yeah, we, we just, just bring it back, slow, slow ourselves down to what we need to do it for um, and, then, and then work yourself through it. Mm, yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, and, and geez, yeah, look, it's, you know, but being a human at, at the end of the day um, has, has got more and more challenging over the generations, hasn't it, primarily with regards to what we're experiencing now compared to the 90s and 80s and so forth, you know? Would I say would I say more or just different? Different, yeah, let's see. Yeah, probably different. It's just different, mate. Like you know, we talk about yeah. There's there's so much more happening now. Um, there's so many more opportunities of any experience now, um, which is you know, it's just hard for a lot of people to process and to be, to be a part of. Mm. Um, but you know. Yeah, the, the the simpler the simpler way of life back in the day actually came a lot more pressure because there was less opportunities to do more things, mm, <laughs> which mm. people want. Yeah. So, it's, um, you know, the, the, it's it's just a different world, and you know, the comparative the comparative way of living is to saying, okay, you should be more grateful for what we've got now than what was in the past. Mm. Does that make me feel better? No. Does it make me feel better that, you know, I, I'm living in Melbourne now, which is a beautiful sunny day, and, mate, there's floods going on and people losing their homes and lives mm. um, up there? Does it make me feel better that I'm in this position and not up there? No. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm just grateful. We talk about gratitude a lot. Just be, being grateful for the experiences that you can be a part of. Mm. Um, and not, not the things that we can have, not nothing material. Mm. But opportunities of our experiences with people, yes. um, 
Because that's what people remember. They don't remember the cars, the houses, all the, all the crap, all that stuff. Yes. They they remember the experiences of people, and that's what we that's what we say need to be back back to be uh, be connected with. Yeah. And making that work. And, you know, and like yeah. yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead. I, I said it at the start. I talked about my dad, right? Uh, Shortly, the fact that like he, he he had windows in his house, right? He had glass, <laughs> so he he didn't have glass in the windows of his house, right? When he was growing up in Romania, mm. but his friend did, right? Mm. So look look at these sorts of things. It was a it was one of those sort of mud clay homes. That's what he lived in, um, you know, growing up. And I look and go, well, should I be more grateful for the experiences I got now because I didn't have to live that life that he lived? Mm. No. Yes, no, like, you know, it's, um, I, I just believe we're just going to be sort of more connected into our, our, our opportunities of experience um, that we have, not what we don't have, right? Absolutely. I was going to say, it's funny how it creeps in sometimes, you know, that, that, uh, All time. that, All that, time. that, that, that um, you know, comparison, which is terrible, you know, it's a terrible thing to be oh, in. Oh. I was, I was in Hobart on the weekend and my old house down there has gone up four times in value since I sold it, you know, yeah. five years ago. And yeah. I, I went through a bit of a woe is me moment, but then I thought, well, geez, I've had such a tremendous last five years that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't have done that, you know, so. Yeah, um, so, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, grass is, grass is, is it greener on the other side? Is it not greener on the other side or is it just green under my foot? Like it's, it's, um, you know, just yeah, we talk about the comparative lifestyle, and social media has has played a big, huge part in that, and in mm. being able to to feel that. Uh, you know, what, what's the stats they talk about? 65 percent of the world, or something, is is connected to a social media platform, mm. something like that, something ridiculous like that, right? Mm. And you're like, wow, that's that's huge. It, the position of what social media is is was originally for to what it is now in such a short period of time has changed. Mm. Um, I, I myself, uh, you know, I, I really don't like social media, but I find myself in bored positions of going, scrolling through absolute crap and going, wow, and then getting off it going, oh, was that a good experience? Or <laughs> I'm just, just sick of looking at my phone. Yes. All right, so yes. yeah. it's... um. But this comparative lifestyle, instead of looking over your, uh, or, you know, over your fence all the time, start looking in your own garden yes. and you know, take, take care of what that looks like. Yeah, well said. It's interesting though, like, um, yeah, like I find myself uh, being drawn to like seeing what's going on through a device, whereas, you know, that, that old <laughs> way of connection is, is just, um, you know, become sort of redundant in many ways. But I think it'll be revitalised because the innate human nature is far beyond, um, you know, uh, uh, a, a bit of technology, I reckon. So more people yep. starting to become yep. aware of that and trying to reconnect with it again, which is really important. Yeah, yeah, it's just, as you said, it's finding your, finding your blend, um, <laughs> right, and how you work with this hybrid lifestyle that we need to be adapting to now. So it's, mm-hmm. um, we need one more, we need human connection more than the other, but we, we understand technology and the part that it plays in this world. Mate, um, um, sorry, sorry, I was going to say, um, um, yeah. when did you get your first mobile phone? Uh, I was in Adelaide, 1998. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so just as you started uh, playing, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little playing Snake. Um, thought, it was, thought it was the best thing in the world. Um, remember, it was a, a Nokia nine, Nokia. Uh, I'm gonna say a thirty-six ten. I think it was <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, you thought you were the king, right? Mm. You're like, wow, look at me, look at me go. Um, <laughs> to now, right? Like my my son, who's six, has a um, has like a smartwatch. A device. So not, oh, like really? a, not, not, a, not, a, not an Apple Watch or anything. It's, it's a watch that he. And he can make phone calls to my my wife and I, or he can send messages to people that we have in there. It's a tracking process. If he, you know, in case he gets lost, he can actually press a button on there, and he can be anywhere in this world, and it'll tell us his exact location. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's not it's not a whole Big Brother syndrome thing we're doing, but we're just understanding how we how we utilise technology now mm. to make sure our lives can be more safe and more efficient. Mm. So. Um, 
Yeah, it's crazy work, right? Like and he's six. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so, um, I, was, I was 17, 18 when I got my first mobile phone. But this is, as I said, 20, well, we're talking 23, 24 years ago. Oh, I had a conversation with a really, really, you know, beautiful girl last night and, you know, she's very, very connected to nature and everything. She said she loves technology, you know, if, if it actually is used properly, uh, um, you know, and it can be embraced well, then great. But if it's used for uh, neglect or you use it like alcohol or anything, you overuse it, then it's going to work against you, you know, but... Uh, if you use it functionally, yeah. then possibly it can be a good thing. If you've got a good relationship with it, great. If it's something that's negative and you, you know, you, you beat yourself up from using it, then it's not a healthful thing. You're not sending the right messages yeah. to yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, feed feed the positive wolf, right? Yeah. That's so true. it's uh, that's that's what it comes down to. Uh, if you take if it starts impacting your life, and we, we talk about this when I when I go to schools. Um, about the, the, the gaming world that uh, the kids are so involved in now, right? So, uh, and the addiction that, that comes with playing uh, computer games, right? Mm. And I'll talk about it. You, you play games. Uh, do your thing. Play your games with your mates. And a lot of people, a lot of kids use it as a social connection phase. They talk and they draw some stuff. <laughs> but if it starts impacting other parts of your life in a negative way, then we have an issue. And that comes back to the same thing when you talk about social media and technology and how that works. If it starts impacting your life in a negative way in terms of your health and your connection and your social connection or your career or your family relationships, if that sort of starts affecting that, then you have the, the, something needs to be done about it. Yes. Yes, that's true. Absolutely, mate. But it's being aware enough to actually say, look, I need some help here or you know, to try and put an intervention uh, in place so you can self-manage it. But... Um, yeah, you know, there's always little things that creep into our lifestyles which can become a, a habit, whether that be, uh, you know, negative or positive, uh, but also those pos positive habits can become redundant after a while too, and it's time to move on, like you yep. sort of said before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, like positive coping strategies um, can sometimes turn into a harmful coping strategy. Mm. You, you don't often go into certain things thinking, okay, I know this is bad for me, <laughs> um, this is this is why I'm going to do it. You're doing it because of your 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 need to to put yourself um, to feel better about something mm. or feel better about the process. And that's why you sort of undertake these certain or certain strategies or coping strategies, however you want to look at it. And going, okay, well, but then that sort of it takes over, and then it becomes a normalised behaviour, mm. and that starts then becoming harmful, and then. All of a sudden, you know, six years later, uh, you're in the you're in the midst of the uh, you know a six year drug cycle, mm, whatever it might be, yes. whatever it might be. Yeah, interesting, yeah. mate. Hey, uh, I'm crazy, on, crazy. I'm mindful of your time, but um, it's been a bloody Jeez, good mate. chat, mate. Got school, got school pick up soon. How can got we? Got school pick up soon, mate. You have, yeah. You better get moving. How how can people get hold of if they want to look at the work you're doing? Oh, mate, so obviously, like everyone, right, as I said, we're not an, we're not an uh, Instagram expert, but we're on Instagram, um, you know, obviously Facebook too, but, you know, lovemelovew.org.au yep. um, is where we're at. We're, we're constantly evolving as a program. Um, you know, our support work that we provide free of charge is, is going through the roof and uh, trying to sort of, you know, maximise the effort and the investment that comes into supporting people through that. Mm. Um, yeah, we're, we're sort of putting a ton of work into the hybrid way of life, as we keep talking about, you know, in-person and online mm. programming and courses and resources. Um, but it's just sort of, you know, it's, it's through the socials, check it out. Um, yeah, what we do is not for everyone. Um, there's, there's so many options around that. You know, we, we, we believe we could talking about. You know, if more people collaborated in the mental health space, that we'd be all better off. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, that's the way the world works. And you know, we love what we do, who we do it with. Um, and you know, we just hope people can live a more fulfilling life and and not go down the uh, the, the challenging track that um, is a mental health diagnosis or mm. even contemplating the idea of suicide. So, yeah. yep. um, and having and like you talked about before, Schulte, you've got a story, I've got a story. We, we're all some some people have worked their way through it, but just think about this, right? By the time that we've finished this conversation. <laughs> By the time you've listened to this uh, recording, uh, the time you've done, uh, you know, gone to the gym, you know, in that space of one hour, um, you know, 
there's probably on functioning close to 10, 10 to 12 people have attempted suicide, mm. um, which, which is crazy when you think about it. Right? So by the end of today, um, and I do this when I speak a lot at functions and wherever we go, and it's about understanding, appreciating a moment, silencing your day, wherever you are, for the fact of all the people's lives that will be lost today. Mm. And that's not just through suicide, that's through can- through illnesses, um, accidents, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, but, on, but on average, eight people die by suicide every day in Australia. Mm. So, um, which is crazy. And, so, and is, yeah. that, is that like 10 people attempt it like an hour? Is that right? About 240 a day? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yep. so it's about, it's, it's, no, it's about 180 plus. So it's 65,000 plus a year. Mm. Um, so, which is a hard sort of thing to track. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know how reliable that sort of data research is, but as I said, it's about 100, 180, 200 uh, per day people attempt a suicide, and the majority of those are actually female. Mm. Um, yeah. And then you start putting self harming. Uh, damaging sort of positions, uh, uh, drug and alcohol use. It's uh, mm. it's this lot. It's, this society we live in is rife with absolute um, with challenge, mate. So yes. let's uh, let's work this together um, and have these conversations. Be able to escalate it to where they need to get to, and make sure people can get the support they need. More and more, and you know, help people get reconnected with their hearts again, and uh, know that we're all connected that way, you know, and we can all help each other out. So. It's, uh, it's really important, mate, and I'm, I'm grateful for the chat. Um, hopefully we'll get a chance to have another one down the track. And, um, Look yeah, forward to it, mate. A few people can reach out uh, to you. Appreciate it, mate. Appreciate the work you do. Keep it up.